It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. The Locked On MLB Fantasy Minute is presented by Prize Picks. Prize Picks is the most fun I've had playing daily fantasy baseball and winning up to 25 times my money. Download the app today and use the code Locked On MLB for a first deposit match up to $100. Exploring my skills on Prize Picks this season adds an extra layer of excitement to daily fantasy sports. With just a few taps, you can transform $10 into $1,000 if you've got the skills. Prize Picks is incredibly user friendly. I can make my selections and submit my entry in less than 60 seconds. As the host of Locked On Fantasy Baseball, here are some rock solid picks. Opt for Shohei Otani to have less than 38.5 home runs this season. Opt for Bobby Miller to have higher than 150.5 strikeouts this season. And for Bryce Harper to have higher than 97.5 ribbies this season. Download the app today and use the code LOCKEDONMLB for first deposit match up to $100. Again, download the app today. Use the code LOCKEDONMLB for first deposit match up to $100. Pick more, pick less. It's that easy. You are Locked On Reds, your daily Cincinnati Reds podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. As the 2020 season rages on, the Locked On Reds podcast will be here each and every day to detail each win, each loss, and every transaction as the Reds look to move toward a playoff berth. My name is Jeff Carr. Welcome in to the Locked On Reds podcast. Thanks to a couple of wild pitches, the Reds-Cubs rivalry has been reignited. Welcome in to the Locked On Reds podcast, special weekend edition of the podcast. We're going to break down this doubleheader and the win on Friday night. Awesome couple of games for the Reds. We won't talk about game one that much. We'll talk about the good stuff on today's podcast. Going to break down the fight. Kind of take a look at, well, it wasn't really a fight. It was more of an argument verbal jousting, whatever. I don't know. We'll call it something here in just a minute. Before we get to all that, though, make sure that you are subscribed to the podcast on whatever platform you're currently listening to. Also, follow me on Facebook and Twitter and Instagram at LockedOnReds and follow my personal account at Jeff Carr with three Fs on Twitter and hit up the LockedOnReds line at 513-549-0159. All right. Saturday was crazy. The Reds' first doubleheader game, Trevor Bauer was okay. He wasn't Trevor Bauer-esque. He wasn't getting every single person out. He only had five strikeouts and five and a third innings. And being that it was a seven-inning game, it was kind of set up almost for him to go the distance. He didn't quite do that. Jose De Leon finished it out an inning and two-thirds of perfect ball for him, which was much needed for De Leon, but the Reds were unable to score and help him out, so 3 nothing. The Cubs win that one. The Reds have won the other two games of the series so far, and that's what I'm going to focus on because good vibes only. Am I right? Friday night was amazing as the Reds just absolutely put their foot on the throats of Chicago. They were down 2 nothing early, and then they scored five quick ones, and this game was way out of hand. Now, in the ninth inning, Robert Stevenson comes in and quickly gives up three runs to make it a one-run game. It was very awesome that Freddie Galvis had hit a home run in the eighth inning prior to extend the Reds' lead to 6-2 to two because if he hadn't done that, we might have been playing extra innings baseball or the Reds at least would have hit in the bottom of the ninth 
But that was a very key home run, and that was the quintessential, like, oh my gosh, you're playing a great American ballpark home run as it barely sails over the right field fence. But hey, if it's over the fence, it's a home run, and that's what happened, and the Reds won 6-5. to five. Now, the funny thing about Robert Stevenson giving up those runs, he was the first reliever, not named Nate Jones, to allow runs in the last week. Everybody's saying, oh, same old bullpen. Bullpen keeps on crapping out. They've actually not been that bad, so hold off on that. We're going to get into that a little bit more with game two of this doubleheader here. But then you've got game two. Following a loss, the Reds had to win this game to continue a series. Hopefully now on Sunday, we'll preview this in a little bit. Hopefully now they can take the series three games to one. But all in all, it, it was a game in which you see it, it started off rough, right? Chicago scores in the top of the first inning against TJ Antone, and you're like, oh man, here here we go. It's going to be unraveled. TJ has pitched really well so far this year, and this is going to be the game that brings him back down to earth. Not so fast. TJ settles in and was killing it. Doug Gray friend of the podcast, tweeted out how his velocity has been crazy, basically in all of his appearances, and that continued tonight. He was popping the mitt with high numbers on that radar gun, and that really helped out the Reds, who were able to score three runs in the third inning to take the lead. But that's definitely not where this ended. The Reds and Cubs have a moment in the fourth inning. And this is where the first of the wild pitches that have reignited this rivalry happened. T.J. Antone faced the Cubs' first baseman, who shall not be named, on this podcast to lead off the top of the fourth inning when his first pitch slipped out of his hand and went over that first baseman's head. Now, it slipped. No matter what anyone tells you, it slipped. T.J. Antone has been pitching amazing up to this point in the season, let alone this game. So there's no reason to think that he's going to start throwing at people or he becomes wild and you've got to worry about whether or not your players are going to be safe stepping into the box against him. They are because he's an awesome pitcher and he just lost grip on this one. He, he makes that emphatic, but kind of looking at his hand, shaking his hand like, I don't know what happened there. And the Cubs' first baseman was just kind of like, what gives, man? And then you have ejections. Now, the weirdest part about this was the umpires warned both benches, but when it first started, you really couldn't tell because the home plate umpire sort of was like, oh, 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 oh. He had this look as if he was about to get hit by a pitch. It was so strange, and it, he had to convene with all of the other umpires on the field before they finally came to the decision to warn both benches, which is fine because both teams have a history. This is the situation where if the Reds bring in Amir Garrett, already the Cubs' antennas are way up, and they're ready to go. They're ready to fight. But this wasn't even Amir Garrett. This was T.J. Antone. Dude made his major league debut this year. This isn't a guy that has bad beef with the guy who mans first base for the Chicago Cubs. Just not that kind of thing. But all of a sudden, it turns into that. And David Ross is ejected. And the Cubs pitching coach is ejected. Because they're yelling at the umpires about who knows what. I don't know. Maybe they wanted Antone ejected. That kind of makes no sense to me because it's the first pitch that was high and tight to anyone in the game. All right. So there's that. Then the bottom of the fourth comes, and Jose Garcia leads off. He's hitting against some Cubs reliever named Adbert Alzale. Say that five times fast, I dare you. Anyway, Adbert Alzale is on the mound pitching against Jose Garcia. Single 
into the outfield. Very nice hit for Jose. He's shown lots of promise so far. Then comes Shogo Akiyama, and it's a high and tight pitch. And what's weird about this is they've already warned both benches. A warning would entail that something questionable, something along the lines of that same pitch that caused the warning may cause ejections to the pitcher who throws such pitch that follows that one that caused the warning. However, it didn't happen. In fact, the home plate umpire was just like, yeah, ball one. And Joey Votto was beside himself. Joey Votto in the on-deck circle was having it out with the home plate umpire. Like, what on earth is going on? And David Bell's joining in in a chorus. Like, you just warned both benches, and this Owsley character gets on the mound and starts throwing at Shogo. First pitch, okay, that's what the warning's for. Get this dude out of here. He's trying to throw at people. No, yeah, nothing, nothing happened for that. So David Bell's arguing, and he gets ejected. So then that first baseman for the Cubs, for whatever reason, decides to open his really ginormous mouth hole and talk to David Bell. Like, he is somebody and can decide how everything goes. And they start arguing. And Joey Votto and Jesse Winker start stepping up because when you got some other guy overstepping his bounds on the other team, you better not be leaving your manager out there high and dry. Votto and Winker know that. They step up, and they're both ejected. Now let's let's go back for two seconds here. This all started because the Cubs pitcher threw at one of the Reds hitters. This didn't start because one of the Reds players did something to a Cubs player. Uh-uh, other way around. How many Cubs players got ejected from this? None. That makes no sense to me. This whole deal was just a complete mishandling by the umpires. And now the rivalry with the Cubs and the Reds has been renewed. But that was just an absolute bungling by this umpire crew. I do not understand how, number one, it takes them forever to issue a warning. Like, I get it. It, 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 If you want to issue warnings so the two teams with bad blood in the past don't start fighting, then you do that right away. After that ball passes by the Cubs' first baseman head from TJ Antone, you issue warnings to both benches, I can respect that. But then they don't follow it, even after they issue the half-ass warning. They're both like, yeah, okay, whatever. That's a ball by the Cubs reliever. He didn't mean it. It's like, well, if, if TJ Antone didn't mean it and you issued warnings, then what on earth are the warnings for? Total bungling by this umpire crew. But that led to some good stuff that we're going to be talking about here in just a minute. But before we get to that, though, I want to mention to you, if you're looking to do some repairs on your car, there is no better place to go than rockauto.com. They've got all the parts that your car will ever need, and they've got amazing prices on those parts as well. Easy to use interface. Also, you go on the left side, all the cars, make and models that you can think of, find yours on the drop-down list. Then They have a drop-down list of parts right for you. You don't even need to know what the part is called in case you feel like you're mechanically unsound they can help you out. They've also got very helpful folks in the online chat that can point you in the right direction as well. Or the best part about it, price. They got way better prices than if you go to some kind of brick and mortar store and they're going to deliver it right to you. Pandemic safe certified. That's rockauto.com. They've got all the parts your car will ever need. Check them out. And in the checkout section in the How'd You Hear About Us area, type in Locked On MLB to let them know that your friend Jeff from the Locked On Reds podcast sent you. That's Locked on MLB in the How'd You Hear About Us area at rockauto.com. All right, so we're through the quintessential baseball 
fight. And I'm using my fingers to put up quotes here because there really wasn't a fight. There wasn't any pushing. There wasn't any shoving. It's just every single person came out onto the field and started screaming at each other. Nothing else happened. Nobody even else was ejected. That was the other part that was weird to me. Like the like the team's benches and bullpens clear, and nobody else is ejected from this. It's just, uh, I, I don't get it, but whatever. We move on from that because the Cubs kind of keep scoring a little bit. They add on a couple of runs in the fifth and the sixth, and now they're up five to four. And you're thinking, oh boy, the Reds are about to lose this doubleheader and they're about to fall really far behind because since they played two games, and even though they won one of those games today in the standings, they've now fallen below the Brewers and the Cardinals, which puts them four games out of first. They are a half game behind both the Brewers and the Cardinals because of win percentage. They're only slightly behind the two of those. So that a win will go a long way to making that up here on Sunday, but we get to the seventh where the Cubs bring in Craig Kimbrell, and we know how the Reds have been doing against him this year. A couple of times already, the Cubs have brought in Mr. Craig Kimbrell, and he has looked far from his former self, and that is what happened today in our pivotal play of the day. The pivotal play of the game. It's away. Here comes Castiano to the plate. The Reds win it. Whoa. Reds score two in the seventh to win it six to five. That is a much needed win. Big shout out to Chris Welsh doing the woo after the Reds win on the third wild pitch of the inning. By Craig Kimbrell. You're putting together one of the best closers that baseball has ever seen and one of the better defensive catchers that the game has today. Three wild pitches in the inning. Also, big shout out to Aristides Aquino. He got a single in a game he had to replace Winker in. One of two plate appearances he had on the night. He walked in the other plate appearance and he was added to the Reds roster as the 29th man for this doubleheader. Dude should stay as the 28th man moving forward. The Reds need to make this happen because Aquino is much better off up here in the major leagues working on his stuff. Now, he's not going to get everyday playing time. The outfield is way too stacked for that, but they can slide him in every so often, getting at bats here or there to take advantage of different matchups. That's what David Bell likes to do. I think that Aquino is a guy who would work very well in this matchup-driven lineup that David Bell has working. Bring the man up. He can do some work, but that's beside the point because the Reds were able to win this on three wild pitches. Absolutely an amazing day for the Reds winning that second game of the doubleheader. And to say that the Reds needed to win this game is an absolute understatement. The way that they were disrespected by both the Cubs and the umpires in this game just shows that if they can come back and win, this team's got the heart to continue their climb this season out of an interesting hole that they dug themselves that even now they still are with an earshot of first place. Not only just second place, but first place of this division. It is definitely attainable for this Red Lakes team as they continue to wake up. That's now the third straight game 
or well, okay, three out of four. Obviously, they were shut out in game one of the doubleheader. But three out of four games that the Reds score six runs, they've won all three of those games. I think that they can continue this trend as they figure out their offense. And it was huge that Joey Votto led off game two with a home run. Now, I know not a great performance by him in the first game, but hey, the Reds didn't score any runs in that game, so it's not like you can point the finger in one direction here. And hopefully Joey can turn out to be some kind of close-to-average hitter. I'm still a little worried about him batting leadoff and being only close-to-average. I'd like to see him lower down in the lineup, hopefully when Nick Senzel comes back here soon. Hopefully that's soon. I know that there's been no update it's been very mum around him as a whole. There's No one's asking questions. No one's giving answers. No one's providing any sort of insight when it comes to Mr. Senzel. Hopefully he's okay, and hopefully we see him here soon. The Reds are much better off with Nick Senzel healthy in the lineup and on the team than any other situation. That's just my point there. So now we wait and see what Major League Baseball comes down with their ruling if they give Winker and Votto another game or something like that. May not see them in the lineup on Sunday, which is a big deal because Winker's been so huge at the plate here lately. Hopefully the folks that step in for him and Votto can really make an impact. But the interesting post-game reactions from David Ross and from David Bell and from these different managers and even... T.J. Antone swears it wasn't intentional, and that Cubs first baseman agreed and said that it's all good with Antone. But then David Ross is over here saying that it was intentional. No doubt in my mind they're throwing at us. And David Bell's like, yeah, we're not throwing at anybody, let alone throwing at their head. Like, come on, man. We'll see how Sunday plays out as the Reds and the Cubs finish up this four-game series here at Great American Ballpark. On the mound for both teams, we'll be looking at the Reds with Luis Castillo, hoping to continue where he left off in his last appearance, going up against Tyler Chatwood. Tyler Chatwood comes into the game 2-2 two and two with a 6.06 ERA. Hopefully this isn't a scenario where the Reds lineup just kind of lays down and lets him get right. Hopefully they continue to beat up on that high ERA. We'll see what happens here as the Reds actually have an afternoon game here on a Sunday at 1.10 p.m. is first pitch. Let's hope we're talking about a win on Monday. That'll do it for us here today, though. Now, make sure to get your hashtag Jeff's junk mail questions in on the Locked On Reds line and on Twitter. We'll be talking about those Monday or Tuesday, one of those two days, so make sure to get everything in. But that'll do it here for today. Now tell your smart device to play Locked On Major League Baseball and make sure that you're subscribed on all the many podcasting platforms and all that good stuff. But that'll do it for us here today. I will talk to all of you tomorrow. Let's go Rex. Hey. Hey, Prime members. You can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today.